wouldn't it be exciting if you just saw Jesse James start to rob a bank in your town? You'd be like, oh my god, he's happening! <laughs> they were like celebrities, and people kind of liked them. If you want to talk about Jesse James kind of being hailed as a Robin Hood, it was like, why? Because sure, when they would rob trains, it was said that they wouldn't steal from the civilians. But they never gave any of their money to the poor. <laughs> that's crucial. They kept all the money. Yeah, that's the biggest part about being Robin Hood. Yeah, that's the hood. You give back to the hood. <laughs> I don't know. But you rob... <laughs> And then you return it to the hood, wherever your hood may be. Yeah, they were just robbing. Yeah, they were just robbing. <laughs> Three, two, one. Nice. Nailed it, right? Sure. So uh, let's just start it off real quick. Welcome to Overshadowed Podcast. This is the podcast about the siblings of famous and infamous people throughout history. Today, we are covering the sibling of Jesse James' older brother, Frank, Frank James, James, baby. Baby. I wanted to say it with you. <laughs> uh, so I'll give you, a, I'll give you a quick rundown of Frank James and why we're going to cover him. So Jesse James, if you're unaware, is probably the most famous outlaw in U.S. history. This is during the, this is before, during, and after the Civil War. Frank James was basically alongside of him throughout every one of their adventures, except Jesse James ended up getting the fame. I think a fun reason why we're going to cover Frank is he's probably the catalyst that drove, one of the big catalysts that drove Jesse into a life of crime. What'd you nice. say? Yeah. That's not I bad. would say that was a great that was a great right. intro, Charles. All right, let's uh, keep the Woo. intro going. So uh, Gotta get that dirt off your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Jesse I think you're right. That Jesse, you know, I think a lot of people in the South at this time, because of how punished they were by the Union, were on their way to do no good. Yes. You know, a lot a lot of resentment, a lot of bitterness. You wanna just talk about the facts when they yeah. were born? Frank was born January 10th, 1843. He was four years older than Jesse, who was born September 5th, 1847. They, this is interesting, the part about where they were born is they were born in Clay County, Missouri. Clay County, Missouri, America. That is, that does sound like a place that if you got it wrong, someone would correct you until you got it right. Clay County, Missouri. I'm from Clay County. That's kind of how they talked because 20% of the population was slaves. So 25, maybe. 25, so one fourth, one, two, three, I own you. That's, that's a how lot it was. Of, that's a fourth of a three-fifth. Well, okay, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get into math here. <laughs> I don't want to bring up fractions. Yeah. <laughs> Historically significant fractions. What side of the Civil War do you think the folks in Clay County were on, Charles? I'd say they were on the fence. <laughs> yeah. During this time period, it was right when they, when they were young, it was mandated that the government would decide if the states would be slaves. But as the U.S. grew, they passed the Kansas-Nebraska Act, I think is what it was called. Which formed Kansas and Nebraska. Yes. And that allowed them to determine whether they wanted slavery in their states. So they left it up to the states. And when you leave it up to the states, a.k.a. the people within the states, there are going to be some disagreements. Do you think they were never talking at the saloon? Like, so you go and... (laughs) How you voting? So we think in... These guys are people? <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> what do we, how do we feel about these people? <laughs> how do we feel about the people out there? Huh? <laughs> yeah. One in four? You know old one in four? Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's truly horrible <laughs> yeah. that that ever happened in, in history. Yeah. And then people Just were to... like, people were probably afraid to be like, you know, if you like voted for Trump, you kind of had to keep it in. I think if you lived in Clay County, you kind of had to fake it you're like oh, i'm definitely going <laughs> them yeah but you're in the ballot you're like i really think it's wrong <laughs> yeah 
Like, I truly don't agree. Yeah, they <laughs> but are. In, in, yeah, in public, you got to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. <laughs> How else am I going to farm my hemp? His dad was a hemp farmer. Yeah. And then he went to California to dig for gold, and then he died. He died. I don't know how he died. I think a bunch of gold fell on him. That'd be a, that'd be <laughs> oh, a horrible Oh, that's tragic. Way. You finally pickaxe into a bunch of gold, and you're like, I'm yeah. rich, and it just falls You strike you. gold, gold strikes back. Yeah. <laughs> As they always said. <laughs> that's the name of my new horror movie. It's going to be like an eight-part Saw thing. It's going to be called uh, Fool's Gold. No, McConaughey already, <laughs> oh, <laughs> already beat me to that McConaughey one. McConaughey already yeah. got that? McConaughey mm-hmm. would be a good guy in a pro-slave movie. His voice McConaughey would be a great, yeah, yeah. Or if you, you know, if you put it back in a ponytail and like put on the glasses, he could probably convince you that he was an abolitionist. Yeah, he'd be a good, yeah, exactly. He'd be a good abolitionist. That word yeah. needs to come back. I wish it was the abolitionist? name. Abolitionist? I wish it was. I wish the Redskins would replace their name with the abolitionist. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's a, a legitimately great idea. The Washington abolitionist. Yeah, that's so sick. Abolitionists, I'm genuinely happy about that's that. That's how I'm going to identify when anybody asks me what party I am. <laughs> oh, I'm abolitionist. I'm abolitionist. What are you? What are you, liberal, Democrat, Hillary? Are you a bushwhacker? I'm abolitionist. <laughs> Let's talk about the names really quick of the, uh, if you want to get into Yeah, um... right. So there was a lot of conflict. There was a yeah. lot of strife between kansas and missouri because missouri the this is why it's important too because the governments and the of these states cared and the whole united states cared whether they were slave or free states because then that allowed different parties to gain power you know yes. it was just like democrat republican only it's important to note that for this time period the republicans are switched yeah. which is very funny because in all these videos they're like now the republicans were actually the abolitionists yeah. and it's like where, whereas we know you think they'd be the slave people yeah it's <laughs> they so... were on it's really funny they're like look we all know what you think Given they today were. yeah if we <laughs> yeah. were to choose a slave party it would, <laughs> it would be that one yeah you watch a little bit of fox news and you're like yeah. You wished you owned some people. Yeah, so let's just say it wasn't a very, it wasn't just like all of the sudden the Civil War happened. Before, right. what was the period? They it was, lead up. It was, it was a it very. It was the Kansas-Missouri border war. Yeah. Which they call the tragic prelude to the Civil War, which is when there were raids happening between Kansas and Missouri in Clay County. <laughs> Clay County sent some of their biggest, strongest boys out into Kansas to whoop some of these abolitionist asses. We sent our the best boys of the high school football team to Clay County. We sent all them linebacks out there to teach them what's what. And they were called, I don't know who came up with this name, the, the pro-slave Missouri people who went to go loot and burn mm-hmm. Kansas. They were called the Border Ruffians. We're coming across the border, gonna rough you up. Kind of sounds like a Mexican restaurant. Come on down to Border Ruffians. Oh, it kind of does. But it has a real American Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like an Applebee's. It's like, you want ketchup for your yeah, chips? Yeah, you want your Pico de Gallo? So, yeah, the, the there was the Border Ruffians and then the uh, who would go over and attack people in the Union States. And yep. then the opposite uh, team were the Jay... Was this the Jayhawkers? The Jayhawkers. And they were the Union kind of, you know, civilian... Minor league uh, hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> What was it? The, 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 the co-ed, hockey, co-ed team. hockey team. Yeah, the, there's, there's fights, but you can't punch. Yeah. You can't really mean it. You can only knee yeah. people. Yeah, so I, I don't know who came up with these names. Because um, they have other names like this throughout history, like uh, the Carpetbaggers. Nice. You remember the Carpetbaggers? Yeah. I don't know what they did. They didn't do what the name suggested. Bushwhackers make sense because they were they were like guerrilla fighters yeah. and they would be like traipsing mm-hmm. through the woods. 
And I read this thing that made a distinction between Gorilla and Bushwhacker, whereas Bushwhacker was, like, very covert. Like, they were literally always in the bushes or the trees, whereas Gorillas had the, quote, courage to come out and fight in the open sometimes. Well, I wonder who wrote that summary. Yeah, fucking Gorilla. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Well, the Gorillas, well, had, they had the bigger dicks, the courage, the hotter women. <laughs> gorillas actually have very tiny dicks. Do they which really? I know you knew. No wonder you they're so that? mad all the time. Charles, you look like someone who would tell me that. Okay. You don't know that? That's funny. <laughs> you don't know that girls are tiny That looks like the third things. thing I'm trying to say at a party. Like, I go <laughs> yeah. to a party, and internally, I'm like, how do I say this? Have you ever had that thing where you're like, how do I open up this topic? I really want to talk about log flumes, <laughs> but no one seems to be talking about them. <laughs> I, fa- I ask you. If you toss in gorillas, then I can easily get to their penises. Trust me, this is this conversation will go well for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, Sally's really going to... I got a lot of points and facts to bring up. But Speaking of Sally, that's a name that nobody has anymore. Sally's an older name. Sally's the name of a, a woman who would be married to a jayhawker or a bushwhacker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah she goes both ways, Sally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... This was this was the strife that was leading up five years up into the Civil War. People, you know, tossing Molotov cocktails over the border, which I don't know how that convinces the other party to join your side. Yeah. Hey, they burned down my house. How about I go ahead and uh, join them? How about I reconsider yeah. their opinion? You know what? How about I look at it from that? After you burnt down my house, I was like, slaves aren't people. <laughs> yes, that's kind of how it feels. I'm sure they probably felt like. If we if we burn down enough of their property, yeah, yeah. like they'll just give up, and they'll just let I, us conquer I don't them. Think I guess. Was, I think this is before they had war tactics. I think this was just violence. Right, you're right, you're right. This was dudes sneak yeah. like twenty dudes, twenty dudes sneaking into your state and just, just yeah, burning down this your. This is high kind schools. of the old uh, rape and pillage, and that's basically it. Right. But it's it's funny because in everything that I read, a lot of the specifics about and maybe this is just because it was more recorded, but a lot of the specifics about the actual like savagery that was happening was happening on behalf of the soldiers Mm -hmm. in the Civil War, including the Union. Like we always think of the Union as the really good guys and they were obviously on the right side, but it is still war and they're still like people are doing kind of atrocious things on each side, definitely by today's standards. Yeah, none of this would fly today. No, Geneva Convention <laughs> would be like, no, no, no. Yeah. The UN would come in with their big turquoise hats yeah. and say, "You guys got to stop that." Hey, you guys, you're being a little too violent out there. Can you chill out with the ear chopping off and putting in your pocketing? Yeah, what the hell is that about? They were extremely brutal. They wouldn't just burn down a house; they would scalp people. Yeah, that's that's not good. No. White on white scalping? White on white scalping. I think that was the first instance of a cultural appropriation, for sure. (laughs) That was the first time they're like, this. I I saw some guy with a feather do it. Yeah. It looked cool. Some guy with a feather. (laughs) Well, I guess. Puts on hoop earrings. I guess Charles doesn't get an SNL. comedian i was i was being him <laughs> that's exactly the, the argument. yeah the arguments it was no it was me as him i'm making fun of the guy who would say that that's why i sung the n-word um. <laughs> i summon it <laughs> okay so getting back into let's jump into the civil war civil war happens obviously we all know the confederates win and uh i have it wrong <laughs> you stop going to class a precise date that you still think the confederates i know what happens look around the confederates won come on gettysburg i don't know <laughs> why am i seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> there's clear evidence of a southern victory <laughs> so frank was in the bushwhacking team um, yes sorry 
we were talking border ruffians. Frank is in the yeah. Bushwhackers, which it's important to note that the border ruffians, when the Civil War broke out, became the Bushwhackers because now yes. they're with the Confederate Army. So these are mm. still these are Confederate guerrilla fighters who attack Union troops and civilians. Like they go and after. So, yeah, they don't have a commanding officer. This is just go and wreak havoc. Yes, I'm sorry to contradict you. They did have a commanding officer. That was Sergeant Quantrill. I see what you're saying. Yeah, they did. Okay, so they did have somebody in charge. You're right. The about the border ruffians, I think those were just a group of guys, you know, after poker night being like, let's fuck some shit up. <laughs> but the bushwhackers specifically, that That's was... basically all you had to do as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, right. You're like, I don't know. You want to go You guys want to go pillage? kill a bunch of people in Kansas? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, darts isn't invented. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah. That's so, so that's the team that Frank was on and was led by Sergeant William Quantrill, who led a raid in 1863, two years into the Civil War, where they killed 200 civilians. And so the Union got super pissed. And they knew who was in the group. They knew Frank was a part of this. And then they found out where the household was. They raided Frank and Jesse's house. Spoiler alert. Frank wasn't there. Yeah. Didn't check. Just knock on the door and be like, is Frank home? Yeah, it's like... Why do they come in guns blazing all the time with zero information? That's a big theme throughout this whole episode is that nobody checks. Nobody confirms mm -hmm. any facts. They just throw bombs. They shoot bullets. And then they're like, I thought it was him. Yeah. I swore it was him. And then a judge would be like, that's what he thought. That's what he thought. <laughs> it's a thought that counts. Uh, <laughs> that's how the phrase came and then he bangs the gavel. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. <laughs> You're a free man. Free. So what happens during the raid, you know, they go, they try to, you know, they destroy the house looking for Frank James. Frank isn't there, obviously. He's out doing another raid, killing a couple more Union soldiers and civilians. So they take the stepdad out. They hang him, but don't kill him. That's brutal. What do they do to the mom? I think they, like, beat the mom. They right? beat the mom, and they whip Jesse as they're torturing the dad. Yeah, and that's where Jesse found out what he was into. Yeah. <laughs> That is not what I thought. I thought you were going to say, and that's where Jesse thought that was over the line. When they started whipping him in addition to his mother and his father. Like, I think that was probably a pretty formative moment in Jesse's life where he's like, oh, yeah. people are monsters. Yeah. That, and if they're going to treat you, yeah. Yeah, if they're going to treat me like this, then I can and will kill them with little yeah. to no remorse. What was funny about after all this, I thought it was such a weird tactic. But after the beating and all this stuff, the Union soldiers or whoever it was stuck around and made the mom sign an oath to the Union. Yeah. Like, what is that going to do? Yeah. Hey, we just burned everything down, but you signed this oath, so uh, <laughs> don't go back on it. T's and C's, bitch. You signed it. Yeah. <laughs> T's and C's. I think it's uh, dot the I's and cross the T. Right? Well, no, I'm talking terms and conditions. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I think cross T's and dot the I's is, you know, old X's and J's. You know, we capitalize the B's and underline the D's. Yeah, circle your K's. Circle yeah. K, great gas station. <laughs> but now the whole family is anti-union. And, and the union, there's, wait, we got to talk about more of what the union does also. Because okay. they they have a policy that, that solidified, uh, like, Confederate togetherness and sympathy is a, a policy of depopulation, which is when they force you out of your home, burn your home down, kill all your animals, and tell you to move. And regardless of your belief, too. They just went in and were like, look, we're getting rid of everybody yeah. who's on the Confederate side. Right. It doesn't matter, because they can't have any people on their side. 
because they were the union was beginning to notice like damn these guys are a force to be reckoned with like this is a problem yeah and they also like they they thought that burning down these houses and villages and towns would be like a way to prevent food from getting to the troops yeah, yeah. and I, I guess they just went and kind of all gathered together in like a you know a, a tent town yeah a little coachella <laughs> <laughs> little Coachella. It probably was not like Coachella. I, I heard it was just as fun. Mm. The music I heard was Aoki a... was there. There was a guy in a banjo. Wait for the drop. Everybody's taking drugs. Um, <laughs> Opium. Yeah, that was the main drug. I don't know what other yeah, old timey. Ah, they... uh, hemp. I mean, I don't know if they knew they could burn it. They were probably just wearing it like idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's this there's this cycle. That I'm not saying the union, st- I don't actually know who started it, but mm-hmm. just the cycle of war, which is where yeah. it gets increasingly brutal. There was the Centralia Massacre, which is when in Centralia, Missouri in 1864. Oh, yeah. The Confederates with horses surrounded the Union forces. And the Union mm-hmm. forces got a few of them, but the Confederates who were led by Bloody Bill Anderson and Frank and Jesse were in this band of, of Confederate soldiers. Uh, one, because they had f- way more pistols, so they didn't have to reload. That's how they yeah, won, they by be- just shooting everyone down. And, like, how many, it's just, like, they're, like, juggling pistols? Yeah. So where do you get that many pistols back then? I don't know. That every guy has, like, six pistols? They must have just had a guy or a company that just loved making guns. Like, there was just a guy who couldn't, who was just like, hey, I just love making guns. Another thing that they, I guess, a big thing that Frank did is Frank allegedly, with William Quantrell, went on a raid into Kentucky, purportedly on their way to reach D.C and assassinate president lincoln which uh spoiler alert didn't end up happening no they had, had to end up surrendering and i feel like a lot of people were probably on their way to kill lincoln back then <laughs> yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you could like find other people to carpool with yeah i'm sure that was a common interest where it was like you know there's probably at a bar and they're like you say you're about to kill Lin- we're about to kill lincoln <laughs> oh you guys are about to kill lincoln let's save gas let's save horse i don't know horses yeah, let's put our horses together. We can do a... <laughs> hey, you got to come meet the guys at the other end of the bar. Hey, everybody, this is Frank James. He wants to kill Lincoln. That's how I met my wife. <laughs> yeah, so we were both on a, a Lincoln assassination party. It's like escape rooms. You can just sign <laughs> yeah, up yeah, to go yeah. on a Lincoln assassination <laughs> attempt. <laughs> they have like a party raft where you string all your boats together. That's, I don't know. All I know is boats. Yeah. <laughs> it's just no boats. I just, all I know is boats. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you guys get him? We didn't get him then, but we're going to try again next year after our carnival cruise. Oh, that's so fun. That is so fun. I love that for you. That's great. That's a good way to get the kids involved. <laughs> Going to assassinate the man who's trying to make us work? I don't want to do that. <laughs> Let them do it. Let them do it. They say if he wants to get rid of the slaves, how about he does all the work, <laughs> yeah. huh? How about Lincoln come and pick my hemp? Hey, come down to my farm, Lincoln. How about, are you going to automate? Are you, how are you going to help me out here? <laughs> what are we going to do? All right, so so the Civil War ends. And Union wins. Union wins. And then they create some new rules for anybody who is on the Confederate side. Which I would agree I don't know how I feel about this. Let me ask your opinion about this, but let's list the terms and the T and C of it all. <laughs> Close. <laughs> let's dot the P's and light the eyes over here. <laughs> light of, the uh... eyes. I like light the eyes. <laughs> They're torches. Right, write that down. <laughs> Somebody write that down. That's a T-shirt. Don't worry. It's captured in this audio. I'm gonna tr- no, uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to delete it all. Burn everything. <laughs> Whoa. What are you, a gorilla? What are you, Jay? <laughs> what are you, bushwhacker? No. Border ruffian. <laughs> I can't even take border ruffian seriously. If you came up to me and told me you were a border ruffian, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. I wonder if they had locks on doors back then. 
I think so. Probably when people are just like lighting hay bales on fire in your neighborhood. And somebody was like, oh, we need to invent the lock. So the, the terms and conditions were what? You couldn't vote. You couldn't be a member of the jury. And you couldn't, big one, preach in churches, which that had to make a substantial impact if that's the top three. Yeah. Don't mind the jury. Would not care. If I didn't have yeah, jury. I'd be like, great condition. Awesome. Do I also not have to pay parking tickets? <laughs> I mean, what else am I getting out of? But yeah, preaching, I guess it's because they didn't want people people riling people up and like giving Southerners a platform to speak. But they are limiting their, you know, their their speech and their expression. Yeah, the freedom of speech. This is immediately going against the Constitution, right? <laughs> this is unconstitutional what they did at the South. This is, <laughs> oh, is going to be a rough episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying how they would yeah, feel. Yeah, there's going to be some juicy sound bites. You, sl- you slowly find out I'm a Confederate sympathizer. Yeah, well, for whatever reason, I mean, clearly it was very important to them. Because yeah. also, because the Union treated them so poorly in wartime, and then after war punished them with these restrictions, then resentment and bitterness towards mm-hmm. the Union is, is mm-hmm. growing still even after they won. Which is called, um, yeah. it's not reparations... A reconstruction. reconstruction. Yeah, this is during Reconstruction, which basically means the South still hates you guys. Yeah, <laughs> That's where Reconstruction is, the period where the South... Hey, we're not over it, the South. <laughs> yeah. Just one letter gets sent to the president. <laughs> so that's when uh, Jesse and Frank, feeling so fucked over by the Union yeah. and just, like, treated like animals... Which, hey, you know, they were also doing insane things and chopping off ears and stuff, but it was yeah. crazy on both sides. Everybody was doing it. Everybody was doing an it. Ear for an ear. Ear for an Can ear. Can you imagine how many people were walking around without an ear? Oh, my God. Probably half. Ooh, boy. There's probably a lot of, like, yeah, that would have been a rough time to walk around and just go people watching. Yeah. <laughs> rough time for people watching. I wonder how many times a young boy stepped on a, a discarded ear. Oh, he slipped on it like a banana peel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you gotta pick up your ears, guys. Guys, pick up your dismembered ears. I can't tell you how hey, many scalps I slip on a week. Bring a bag. <laughs> okay? If you're not gonna take the ear, then bring a bag. But Jesse and Frank turned to crime. Do you want to say what their first crime was? Because it's kind of it's kind of a, a milestone in history. This was their first crime? I thought they started... I thought they turned to crime and, like, started with, like, robbing stagecoaches and trains and stuff. But I, I guess you're right. Maybe. This is the first you crime. might be right. They might have started with robbing... I feel like this is their first crime crime. This is their first bank robbery. Okay, yes. I see what you're saying. So they committed the first daytime bank robbery in the United States. Clay County Savings Association, which was owned by outspoken Republicans. And they had just held some, like, convent, some gathering. And so apparently the Clay County Savings Association, which, remember, Clay County, we're talking Clay County yep. here, them damn abolitionists are coming in, putting their money in our bank. We're going to take it. Like, that was kind of mm-hmm. what they were feeling. So I think it was probably because there was union money in there i think it was also just because jesse wanted to rob a bank real bad yeah it seems like the more you read the more jesse kind of loved the thrill he loved it and as we'll find out later frank grows tired of uh robin on the road jesse was the robber and frank which is funny because frank's four years older frank just like went along with him I guess it was, I, I think yeah. he might have gone along with him because it started as being anti-union stuff. Yeah, and then it kind of wore off. Yeah, the more, like, the, the especially if you talk about this thing, I mean, they just made history by robbing a union, well, a Republican bank in the daytime. I mean, whether you're into it or not, that's got to be adrenaline. Because back then, I guess everybody just robbed a bank at night. 
And they were like, we're just going to go in there, beat the shit out of whoever's in there, and take all the money. Yeah, that's a good point. And there was probably... Yeah. This was yeah, this was a broad daylight, like, saloon-busting, shoot-the-mayor bank robbery. Yeah. And they did, in other bank robberies, shoot the mayor. They just shot the mayor. Yeah, the, the uh, it didn't matter who you were to them. You were about to, you're going to die if you're in their way. Yeah, and it, they kind of became celebrities for it. Like, Southern uh, and Confederate sympathy, anti-Republican sympathy, was high. So they also had support from this guy at the Kansas City Times, John Newman Edwards, would just hype these guys up, not as not as criminals, but as like Robin Hoods. Yeah, and it's so funny. They were like, if you want to talk about Jesse James kind of being hailed as a Robin Hood, it was like, why? Because sure, when they would rob trains, it was said that they wouldn't steal from the civilians, but they never gave any of their (laughs) money to the poor. That's crucial. They kept all the money. Yeah, that's the biggest part about being Robin. Yeah, that's the hood. You give back to the hood. (laughs) I don't know. But you rob, (laughs) and then you return it to the hood, wherever your hood may be. Yeah, they were just robbing. Yeah, they were just robbing. Robbing Robin Sands' hood. Yeah, and and John Newman Edwards, (laughs) going along with the theme of nobody checking anything, John, John Newman Edwards published anonymous articles from someone who people think was Jesse James saying, we're not thieves, we're bold robbers. We give to the, we rob from the rich and give to the poor. Or like, you know, Jesse sometimes mailed him alibis. Like, I, I saw this one letter that Jesse mailed him that was like, I wasn't there. I was like at my aunt's house somewhere. <laughs> like Jesse directly. Just the most obvious yeah. lie. I was at the Cheesecake Factory that night with my beautiful wife, who's my cousin. And John, and this is fucking, the media was always the enemy. John's like, I got to sell some papers, so. <laughs> yep. This is around time when the media needed some nice gossipy stories. I think this is probably the start of the tabloid. Some juice, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they couldn't just be like, and uh, a horse fell over again today. Right, right. Well, you were saying, of <laughs> when you said tabloid, I just pictured at the grocery store like in big yellow letters, you know, like Jesse James divorces Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> or like... It would be funny because the tabloid back then would be like, Jesse James courts his first cousin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that would be... That's so... That is what happened. Yeah, yeah Zerelda pregnant again? <laughs> <laughs> Incest again? Wonder if this kid's going to come out weird. <laughs> uh, from the movie The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which I highly recommend, uh, the kids looked great. But they were also actors, so... Yeah, I think uh, they probably had a worse teeth in real life. Yeah, they probably didn't send out the casting call for incest kids, which we have to talk about every episode. <laughs> yeah, there's incest. It's surprising how recent incest was to me. This is in now. This is getting close to the 1900s. Yeah, we're getting close to the turn of the century. But so yeah, they were they were like celebrities, and people kind of liked them. Wouldn't it be exciting if you just saw Jesse James start to rob a bank in your town? You'd be like, oh my god, he's happening. <laughs> Yeah, get the poster board. Yeah. You have you break out the signs you have for him. <laughs> Are you trying to can you Go ahead. What'd you say? Fuck. You go ahead. I was gonna make up an I was gonna riff and just trust myself. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I stepped on that. No, go for it. Um well I didn't have anything. I, I, I had something, but I forget what I was gonna say. All right, well, you know what, Jimmy? Edit it out. <laughs> Delete it. You know what, Jimmy? <laughs> Fucking earn your keep. <laughs> But they acted out for, for the locals uh, a lot. They would play into the showmanship of the robberies. Mm-hmm. They had robbed a bank, and then Jesse went up to somebody in town and was like, I think there's something wrong with that bank. So badass. Yeah, yeah. They also robbed a, uh, a uh, the box office of a fair that was happening in Kansas City that was in front of, like, 10,000 people. Yeah, see, that's go. That's when you start to feel invincible, yeah. though. 
that's when you start to be like, I, nobody's touching right. us. We are the most ruthless people in town. I've dodged bullets. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's set the record straight. He did not dodge any bullets. He didn't, yeah. he got They got hit by bullets and they lived. Yeah, that's more accurate. Their crucial organs dodged bullets. Yes. <laughs> it was kind of like Trump. It was like they were doing all this shit. They started, okay, so let's back up. They robbed this bank, the, the Davies mm-hmm. County Savings Bank in Gallatin, Missouri. And they kill the cashier. This is when, yeah, to your point, things start going bad. The ideal robbery was the first one they did. And then they kept getting yeah. sloppier, kept getting messier. This is not Ocean's Eleven. Kept killing civilians. Yeah. Kept, Remember, these know. guys are border ruffians at heart. They don't know what they're doing. They're yeah. hiding in the bush. They're used to being in trees. Now they're in banks? Yeah. They yeah. don't know what the fuck's going on. So they killed the cashier because they thought, again, didn't check, didn't confirm, that he was Samuel Cox who killed Bloody Bill who was the guy who led the Centralia massacre. Yeah, so he was like, you're the guy who killed my own boss. You must die. And he was like, I just work at the bank. Nope, you're him. (laughs) I've never never in my life seen such loyalty to an old boss. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. You're going to avenge your old boss's death? Yeah, you were assigned an officer, and then you're going to kill a cashier just because you think he kind of looks like the guy who killed Bill? These guys are going on, like, just an absolute rampage. The James brothers and their gang. Yeah. And at some point, the states and the government are like, look, we got to put an end to this guy. Like, it's too much. What, what was his name? Alan Pinkerton? Alan, he's a Scottish dude, which I yeah. think is funny. And his, his, <laughs> Alan Pinkerton. Yeah. I'll get yeah. you, James. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> He's killed four of my best men. Yeah. So basically, they hire Pinkerton. Pinkerton's like, I'm the best, you know, detective in the fucking United States. We're going to kill him. He sends a total of like four men out there. James kills every one of them. Except for one time, one of his, one of James' members takes a casualty and dies. But they killed Pinkerton's best men. So Pinkerton takes it on himself to go down to the James farm and throw a bomb into their house without <laughs> checking to see if Jesse or Frank was home yet again. This is the biggest one <laughs> that I can't understand. You're throwing, you're just going by and throwing a bomb. <laughs> this isn't Smash Bros. Did you picture a bowling ball with a fuse coming out of it? Okay. Yes, I pictured a big black bomb. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Did like a, and then like a long. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And I guess the bomb went in and killed the half-brother immediately. Which is very sad. Which, hey, you have a brother, you have a person. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Not a full brother. You can die. That's, You're as good as dead. That's true. And it and it blew their mother's arm off. Yeah. I mean, how painful is that? I, I almost didn't believe, like, th- that fact is, like, hard to intake. It's like a guy from a detective agency threw a bomb into a house, killed a a man's brother who was not involved, an innocent person, and blew off his mom's arm? His mom! His mom! That's so awful. Yeah, and then you just gotta kind of, what do you do back then? You just kind of put some bourbon on it? I don't know, yeah, when, yeah, when, when, you, when you hear about blown off, it's like, that's gotta be a shit ton of blood. Oh my god, and you kind of just gotta hope for a while you don't die. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess people probably heard and rushed over. And then what? Put some fucking paper towels on it? I mean, what are you they doing? They didn't even have paper towels back then, man. 
Yeah, they probably just, hey, lick, lick the Stuff some up. hay in there. Yeah, get some hemp. <laughs> Quick, get to the hemp fields. Get to the hemp. <laughs> I own a farm. We got to make a hemp arm for this lady. <laughs> <laughs> She's a scarecrow arm the rest of her life. Stop smoking your arms, Arelda. <laughs> <laughs> Old one-arm Zarelda. Yeah. Um, so basically, this got a lot of sympathy it, it, for the brothers. Yes, because now you got a one-armed mom, and everybody was like, "How could yeah. they?" Again, like the union making it worse on themselves, overdoing mm -hmm. it, embittering the I population mean, of the people that they're yeah. that they're antagonizing. And I think Pinkerton was like, "That wasn't my intention," but it was like they people found a letter where he was like, "This is exactly my intention: <laughs> kill everybody in the house." Yeah, that's so true. He did say that. He denied, and then it's like in the letter, he's like, I wanted to burn the house down and everyone with it. It's so funny to be like, that was his his last. He's like, look, they left me no other choice. I got to throw a bomb in the yeah. house. It's my ace. It's a little unprofessional, if we're being honest. Of a detective, that's something that a beat <laughs> cop might do. <laughs> throw a bomb into a house willy-nilly. You're a goddamn yeah, detective. Can... You're a private eye. Yeah, you have a, you have a magnifying glass. You can't also have a bomb yeah. that you just throw... <laughs> Willy nilly. You're supposed to be looking for clues. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to have your eye to the ground. He opens his safe. Give me the bomb. <laughs> his safe just has the bomb. His safe is a bomb. He carries his bomb like yeah. a safe. <laughs> that shows you how uh, loose security was, by the way, on trains. He was bored with a bomb back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could board. If you had if you had 10 horses and a few good men, you could board a train. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. All you would do is ride up to the train and then, because this was in the movie too, you'd like stack a bunch of logs up onto the tracks and like X's. So the train would either have to stop or like get run off the tracks. And then you just storm up on horses with guns. Wow, very easy to stop a train. And there's no central intelligence agency that's being notified. No one is coming for you. You're in the woods. You're in Clay County. Wow. You're in Clay County. You're in County. Clay motherfucking County. You're in our town now. Yes. You're in Bushwhackerville. But... Uh, getting to the last robbery, well, the one that really, it wasn't the last robbery, but it was the one that was the beginning of the end for their career. Yeah, it took them out a lot. It was way. in, uh, Northfield, Minnesota, kind of a notorious, this is probably the biggest thing that town is known for. The cashier during this bank robbery held out. That was the biggest problem with this bank robbery is that he would not give them the combination. So that, for the safe. And which I think it's hilarious that that's even an obstacle. Like if you can't get past somebody, you can't get into this. There's no the, Vin Diesel's not going to come in with a Mustang GT and a chain and drag the safe out of the bank. <laughs> it's like you yeah. need a few numbers or you're fucked. I bet this is the genesis of uh, lock pickers. <laughs> After you beat a cashier over the head a few times, you're like, maybe we should figure out how to do this ourselves. Yeah, can somebody twist this until it clicks? <laughs> and some autistic kid in the background was like, I know exactly how to do this. I've been jerking off with my ear to a safe for years. <laughs> <laughs> my one good ear to the safe. Oh, no, you lost an ear. They say when you lost an ear, you hear better out of the right oh. one. And I've been cracking safes since I can remember. <laughs> it's actually a superpower. I thought it was a curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they, the, I can't believe the cashier continued to lie to them and that they, like, whose money are you protecting? Who cares? Give them the fucking combo. Yeah, I'm sure Jesse and uh, Frank must have done something to his family. Kind of indirectly. And he was like, if I ever see them, I'm never giving them the code. Oh. That's kind of what he was doing for his box oh, that died. Nice. That was his fuck you to the to the James boys. Yeah. 
So they're fleeing. Like, it's taking too long. The, the cashier is not giving them the combo. The authorities show yeah. up. And everyone in the gang, except for Frank and Jesse, ends up dead or captured. And on the way out, yeah. they end up shooting a few more civilians. You know, get out of my way. Boom, boom. Including a Swede. A Swedish immigrant <laughs> who they think didn't know English well enough to get out of the way. But also didn't have enough common sense to assess the situation. Doesn't seem like an English problem to me. Seems like a brain yeah, problem. Seems like a street smarts kind of deal. Yeah. If you see guys, you know, there's, I don't know if there's sirens back then, but you see the authorities show up. There's guys riding out on horses with guns. There's yelling. People are shooting. Yeah, maybe he had his ears both ripped off, and he was like, oh, a, a fair. A fair's about Oh, a parade. Is that Jesse James? I'd love to get his autograph. I just shot. <laughs> oh, Jesse. <laughs> Kabang, you're dead. Yeah, he falls out, and then a locket falls out of his chest and has a picture of Jesse James in it. <laughs> Gunned down by your hero. Yeah. Johannes, Swedish last Swedish last name. Matthias. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> so now, after this happens, you know, everybody is like, I think the state... And the government was like, just put a bounty on Jesse James. Frank is still, Frank doesn't have a bounty on him at this point. Is that true? Frank never got a bounty? It's, Frank doesn't have a bounty on him. It's Jesse James. Jesse is it's the, the one celebrity. who's doing a lot of the shooting too. Yeah, but I also would just imagine that it's like, it'd be weird for me to cons- to think about the government being like, you know, Jesse's doing most of the shooting. Leave <laughs> Frank out of this. Hey, Frank's all right. Frank likes Shakespeare, guys. Yeah. I mean, he's a good, you know, he's well-read. Frank doesn't want to be doing this. He's just being peer pressured by his brother. They're all wearing Team Frank shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that Jesse guy. We stand Frank. We love you, Frank. We know who you really are. <laughs> You're just a guy caught up in the wrong life. Yeah. You're going to sell shoes one day. And and boy, did he sell shoes. <laughs> but, you definitely well, sold some we'll shoes. Get to, we'll get to Frank. Um, so Jesse, basically, it's it's like Jesse finds out that he's kind of, you know, right. people are after him. Now there's a bounty on his head. So he hires, I think it was like the Ford brothers to live with him as extra security. Yeah. A lot of brothers. A lot of brothers back in the day. I feel like all you need to really be in a gang is have a brother. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. They didn't even have any creative names. It was like the James gang. Uh, they, they teamed yeah. up with the younger gang, which was the, the younger brothers. And then they just put a hyphen in there and that was basically it. Yeah. It's so funny because you would think they would think of a name like the Border Ruffians or the Jayhawkers. They're like, nope, we're the James Younger gang. Not just a gang. I mean. Oh, I wonder who that's comprised of. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Like you want them to know the name. I mean, dude, they're popping out of banks, shooting in the air, being like, this is a James gang. Yeah, where are they buying bullets? <laughs> were they free? <laughs> I don't know. It certainly seems like they were. Yeah. Bullets and pistols. They're flush with them. Do you just, do you also barge in and rob the pistol store? How much of the proceeds are going to buying more bullets and pistols? <laughs> Let's break down your finances, Jesse and Frank. All right, guys. So I'm looking at the expenses. It's like a thousand bullets a day. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention horse upkeep. So, plus, I gotta, you know, I gotta run PR with all this cashier shooting shit. I mean, the guy at the Kansas City Times is only gonna let me blow him for so long. <laughs> I'm only gonna do another James fairy tale if you blow me. Yeah. I'll only pen James in a good light if you tickle the balls. <laughs> I know, you said I could never had to tickle the balls. Tickle the balls, Jerry. Today's different. <laughs> yeah, oh, and by the way, with the whole Pinkerton agency... Because, which by the way, in the movie, the movie's really cool because it kind of captures, and I know it's a movie, but it it seems like they did their research and it captures James's, um, James's psychology. Like he gets really paranoid 
because mm. detectives have been sent after him. Like he is hunted. Yeah. He's a hunted man, which is the life that yeah. Frank couldn't really stand anymore. Uh, in the movie, he's just depicted a lot with his son. And he's like, what was that? And his son's like, it was a bird, dad. It was just a bird. Like he's bugging out. Oh. And part of the terror of Jesse James in the movie, and he he does have a, a real power because you don't know what he's going to do. And he will kill. People know that Jesse is also paranoid. And so now they're afraid mm-hmm. that, that he is going to think and not confirm any details that they are against him, you know? Oh, and just shoot so everybody. So that's a lot of so the tone. So when's this volcano going to blow That's up? a lot of the tone of the movie. It's like, oh my God, Jesse thinks I crossed him. And it's like, I didn't, but he thinks I did, and that's bad enough. Yeah. I got to skip town. You know this guy doesn't die to <laughs> cross his T's and light his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> This guy isn't down with T and C. <laughs> no. He's got no T's or C's. Yeah, and, and a lot of the movie, too, is people um, being really scared by him. And so when you're scared, you're, like, tripping over your words and you're kind of making excuses. And Oh, se- which makes it seem like you're lying. Yeah, well, in some cases they were lying about, like, who killed who or whatever. But, um, yeah, Brad Pitt's, like, pretty intimidating in that movie. Dang, I'll check yeah. it out. It's, it's a good film. But do you want to talk about the Jesse's uh, Last Day on Earth? Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> a dramatic way of putting it, but it was a dramatic it's end. True. Apparently, the Ford brothers have now been hired to stay at Jesse's house with him, his wife, his children. Jesse is one day reading the paper and he learns about, uh, let's just say, a fellow bushwhacker who's been brought to justice or, you know, brought into jail. He, reading this, gets a little paranoid, to your credit, paranoid Jesse starts to get a little hunch that maybe the Ford brothers are in on it, which they were. The Ford brothers were planning on killing Jesse for the $5,000 reward, which I think is equivalent to $120,000 today. So they were in on it. And, um, you know, they had been talking to the mayor and government officials because they were in jail previously. And government officials were like, we can let you go. And if you give us Jesse. So they're like, all right, cool. But we're back to Jesse at the newspaper. He reads about this. He gets paranoid. Apparently, he then gets up, takes his pistols out of his holster, sets them on a chair, notices that a picture has a bunch of extra dust on it, grabs a chair, stands on the chair to wipe the dust from the picture, and one of the Ford brothers grabs the pistol, shoots him in the back of the head. Sounds a little doctored. <laughs> you think it's a little moon landing A little too perfect. Sounds like both of them never happened. Tower 7. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's still alive. <laughs> Jesse lives. Jesse lives to this day. There's people out there, truthers of Jesse James. Yeah. Did he shoot him with the guns that he laid down or just his own gun? I, it may have been his own gun. Regardless. Right. I believe it'd be. Yeah. It was noted. This is the weird thing, though. And we were talking about this earlier. Is it he was acting weird... Because he never laid his guns down. He never had his guns not with him. Even in the movie, he was pictured, mm-hmm. and they were like, Jesse, you still got your arms on at the table. And he's like, yeah, I just like them. Uh, or whatever. <laughs> it was. And so he laid his guns down. He cleans this picture. It all seems odd, and he's probably kind of paranoid and fidgety all the time. But just because you're acting weird, does that mean he knew he was going to die? Oh, yeah. You're, well, I too, you're, you're thinking maybe he was just having a weird day. You could just be, yeah. You could just have a weird day. Maybe uh, he was just tired. In reading about this, people were like, Jesse knew. Jesse was acting strange. Mm. He knew the death was upon him, but it's like, no, maybe he just had a bad, you know, squirrel that morning or whatever they ate. This Is this squirrel rabies free? Yeah, just because he was acting, I mean, look, it just doesn't mean that his actions 
mean that he can see into the future, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of the people believe in his celebrity. Like, he could do everything. Like, no, he just, you know. If he could if he could see he was going to die, how come he let it happen like that? <laughs> if he knew, then why didn't he stop it? Yeah. So, before Jesse's death, they had, uh, just a quick rewind, Frank had gone, and him, after this robbery where they killed the Swedish guy, you know, oh, Jesse, I love you, <laughs> kabang, <laughs> they fled to Tennessee and worked on a farm for three years. Frank... That was like the happiest he'd been since he was a kid. Frank was yes. so happy. He loved being home on the farm. He loved. He was a farm boy. He just wanted to roll in some hemp and feel like home. <laughs> roll in some hemp, read a nice book, and uh, go back out into the hemp. Yeah, bed. read some Shakespeare and just just hemp all day, hemp all night. But after Jesse's death, Frank's like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out of this life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Jefferson City, Missouri. I'm going to give the governor my gun, and I'm going to yeah. say this to him. I've been hunted for 21 years, have literally lived in the saddle, have never known a day of perfect peace. It was one long, anxious, inexorable, eternal vigil. He then ended his statement by saying, Governor, I haven't let another man touch my gun since 1861. And the the date was 1882. So he is fucking out. He's tired. He's so tired. He's tired. I mean, he's got to be raw in the groin from riding a horse all the time. I mean, it's just got to be a terrible life. Jesse's the famous one who, who yeah. who's like, you know, paranoid and whatever. You got to imagine Frank's dealing with all that stress as well as having to deal with a fucking paranoid gang leader, brother. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. My brother's a, you know, he's a pistol ready to shoot at any moment. Literally. Yeah. Everyone and he's... was so on edge when Jesse was on edge in the movie. It was, like, contagious. Like, Jesse's mood was the mood. Ugh, that, those situations. Are, you ever hang out with somebody like that? Yeah. Like a comedian that's kind of bigger and blah, blah, blah. Right. And they're like, oh, I hope I don't. If he's mad, it's weird. Yeah, he's mad. I have to be mad. <laughs> yeah. We're all mad. Well, I have to. Yeah. yeah. We're a mad group right now. <laughs> We're mad as a team. Yeah. You like me, right? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the headliner thing, though. Jesse, you could consider as like owning a club or being a headliner with a lot of prowess. And he mm-hmm. can select you just like he went and linked up with the Ford boys or the younger gang. He can loop you into these different jobs, which will be lucrative yeah, for yeah. you. You can go on the road for with You him. can go on the road with Jesse James and commit these crimes. So you want to uh, endear yourself to him and, and, and you want him to want you to be part of the team. Yeah, I want you to want me, Jesse. So that was just kind of the yeah, overall this, the dynamic of the gang has got to be stressful. Yes, and his brother was just like, you know what? Let me just lay down by the hemp. Let me lay down by the hemp. Let me. Well, so he confessed. He confessed. Yeah. He got tried uh, in Missouri. Uh, didn't stick. Alabama didn't stick. Missouri again didn't stick. Never went to prison. Just jail while he was waiting trial. But he was never. But he was in jail for a year. He, well, yeah. Which. I mean, he may have also liked that to just be like, hey, it's a steady place. Three meals a day. I don't have to watch my back except for when I'm in the shower. But, you know, that's just jail. <laughs> that's just jail. Between you and me, I don't wash my back. <laughs> Somebody else does. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I should have said Hank. Hank and Frank. <laughs> Hank and Frank. It's like an uplifting TV show. Yeah, it's a yeah. kid's show. Together in jail. <laughs> they, they were supposed to be out a year ago, but they stayed. It's different than prison. It's jail. <laughs> I never got that. You know, love is different in jail. 
He just says that occasionally to his son. Yeah, yeah. To the screen, to the audience. You know, love's different yeah. in here. It's a very on-the-nose, orange is the new black. <laughs> it's like, hey, we have a society, but our rules are a little different. Jail, prison, seem pretty, you know, tomato-tomato to me. Yeah, I'm sure it was fine. He probably got some sweet hemp kind of snuck to him. <laughs> I'm saying it's not fine. I'm saying jail seems no less bad than prison. Oh, really? Yeah. Back then, yeah, it was probably just a different painting of the world. You can't this leave. This is jail and this is prison. Yeah, you can't leave. <laughs> you can't. I thought you were on my side here. Well, I was thinking maybe jail is like, you know, just some bars and a cell, and he probably still got some, you know. What do you think some, prison like, is? Probably... A torture chamber? They don't have the resources. No, but I, I mean, I would they say abolish slavery. Little... <laughs> I would say prison is a little is less lax. You think jail's lax? <laughs> when I'm picturing an old 1800s and <laughs> you know, end of the century jail, Maybe. I still figure it's like a cell and then one big guy yeah. who's just twirling the keys around. Yeah, that's true. One big it's, fat guard. It's always you and that guy. Those are the only people. <laughs> It's, yeah, 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 exactly. It's, there's, it's like the prisoner and the guard. Every now and then somebody gets thrown in from being too drunk last night. Right, but it's mainly you and him. You do, hey, that's that's Hank. Yeah, and then you try to stick your arm out as far as you can to get the keys. Your fingers are stretching. You're like, yeah, when on. he's asleep and he wakes up at the last second because the keys drop from the desk. <gasps> what was that? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so he got acquitted, by the way, because he had all these Confederate army buddies. This Confederate general vouched for him. So Frank's out. Frank's free. After a little bit, Frank is a free man. Wow. You want to walk through some of his jobs? Yeah, let's take he... a talk about it. So it's, <laughs> it's funny that he continued to work. How he was like, that was my career. And it I, was, can't do, I can't just retire. It was not a glorious um, no. set of jobs because these are not yeah, careers. Yeah, how high was rent back then? I don't know. So... Because why did he keep working? Maybe he was just like, look, I just got to stay busy. What was, what was the life he was used to that he's like, I got to keep this up? Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever he kept up was weird. So he was a shoe salesman in St. Louis. He was a burlesque theater ticket taker, which uh, in St. Louis as well, which they advertised on the theater that said, come get your ticket punched by the legendary Frank James. <laughs> which should not be the selling point for a burlesque theater. No. I don't know if that ever changed anybody's mind. Oh, Frank's going to be there? Like, performing? No, he's just going to punch your ticket. Oh, well, as long as he's there, I'm in. <laughs> How ugly are these women that you can't be like, hey, burlesque women? <laughs> yeah. That's a little telling. That's a little telling of burlesque that they're like, no, Frank's the attraction. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Come believe. For stay for the Frank. <laughs> Come for the Frank. Stay for the They just talk to him all day <laughs> yeah. outside. No one's in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> That was Burlesque Show. You know, I actually struck up a great conversation with an old outlaw. He's, he's outside. He's like standing on a table. People are giving him tickets to punch. He's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Frank's the best. He buys us beer. He's like the old guy at the gas station you go to when you're a kid. I love that guy. He Yeah, he does seem... I'm sh I think he was happy, but he does seem like a little washed up. Like he he didn't seemingly want the glory, and I think he wanted a simpler life. But to go from like one of the most famous bandits outlaws to a fucking shoe salesman, Frank is working at Foot Locker, sizing up your hoof. And he used to, but maybe that's a step up. Maybe he just liked being a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> maybe shoes, or maybe maybe he was in defeat. Maybe he was in defeat. Maybe shoes were a luxury item back then. And maybe he just got free tickets to the burlesque show if he worked <laughs> the door. <laughs> he just loves burlesque. 
<laughs> oh, let me punch my own ticket here. Kadoosh, kadoosh. <laughs> little matinee show for Frank. <laughs> I don't mind if I do. Hey, did you pay for that ticket? I thought I did. Well, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> Sold, or what? whatever the judge says. Case, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sold. Case, well, in a certain time. Like it's a car at an auction. Yeah. Oh, slave yeah, time, no yeah. Case. Sold. That's what they did at the slave... Going once, going twice. Oh, no. Sold. I brought it up. It's no, mine. It's, it's my cross to bear. Yeah, that's right. That's that's, that's one, one against, against you. Um, he was an a- <laughs> He worked for AT and T. That's tough. Those guys. I heard they get paid a good the hourly. Telegraph though. operators. <laughs> yeah, you know when you go into a Verizon and the person at the front greets you, they make like seventeen <laughs> an hour. Well, no, yeah. this guy's. He's receiving. I mean, I think this is. This was kind of a clerical job. Yeah, he was. He was one of the ladies with his nails all done up and his short skirt, and he's plugging in plugs and and. He was just a cross-dressing male who was into. Food After burlesque, Frank became, started cross-dressing and worked for AT and T as a phone operator. <laughs> call, call me Fran. Uh, <laughs> do you think it kind of reminded me of Birdman? Actually, have you seen Birdman? Where mm-hmm. like. Maybe it's not I, like he—he's the shell of his former self. He used to be famous. So, do you think people were recognizing mm-hmm. him in these other roles? Like, or did you rob my dad's bank, <laughs> or whatever? Or like, <laughs> I think you scalped like, my. What uncle. a weird claim to fame to then to then just be a shoe salesman or an AT and or yeah. you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he after AT and T, he was a betting commissioner at a New Orleans fairgrounds, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's and then cool. he moved to Texas, shoe salesman again. He loves feet. Yeah, he definitely he was, was into feet. Yeah, I mean, he was. He was at least into like helping but, people find real good shoes. Yeah, maybe he maybe he had a, a athlete's foot and was like, you know what, I want to help people with this issue. <laughs> you think he on the side sold athlete's foot cream? <laughs> yeah, he probably started Tenactin at AT and T. That's what he was doing, slaving away when the phone lines weren't busy. Yeah, okay, Fun no intended. pun intended. Um, eventually it did come full circle because he started out fighting on behalf of slavery and he ended his career picking berries at a local ranch. A tale as old as all border ruffians end up doing. Picking berries at the local ranch. (laughs) He planned to buy a farm. He went in with the Chicago investment group to some property or something, but he returned to his family farm. Like, I know he was a a confederate and like, you know, boo, you know, we we're we're abolitionists (laughs) here. But like he, uh, he seems like I don't know. It's kind of cute that he did tours of his family farm for twenty five cents. That's that's a yeah, real that's nice, nice way to close out life. I'll give you a tour of my home for twenty. And this is where cents. my mother's arm was blown clean off. <laughs> my half brother died, and that's when me and Jesse started really robbing banks. <laughs> my mom took my mom twice as long to make the sauce. <laughs> you see, it's yeah, it's a lot of stirring, so she had to switch, so her arm would get tired. She'd have to take breaks. We get angry, go rob a bank between sauces. <laughs> Sometimes we'd kill a Swede. Look, he should have known what was happening. What are you blind? What are all Swedish people blind? They start having <laughs> racism against Swedish people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're blind like a Swede. You're blind as a Swede. Watch where you're going, you Swede. <laughs> And then he died peacefully at 72. Yeah, but it is funny that he well, continued to make money. I mean, everyone's trying to make a buck. Even even the mom, one-armed mom, would sell pebbles from Jesse's grave to, like, tourists. And she would also give tours. But it is it is interesting to me that they still had to make a living. But here's the thing. They're not celebrities. 
they're bank robbers. They had a limited amount of income that they made from this bank robbing, and they couldn't just coast on mm-hmm. endorsements. They're not. Yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, they had they a They can't Nike just deal. get on TikTok and be like, I'm Frank from the bank robberies, you know? <laughs> yeah, promoted local uh, car dealership. He's like, if you want to invest, Robin Hood. <laughs> He's like, CBD, <laughs> I use. CBD. <laughs> When I'm stressed out from robbing a bank and killing the mayor. (laughs) When I'm trying to send death threats to my enemies, I use (laughs) stamps.com. Are there any others? Like, Uh, like if you want a website that can turn the public in your favor, Wix.com. They could have used a lot of these services. Oh, definitely. I think they could have used all of them. (laughs) Bluetooth. Bluetooth is pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know how many times. There was never anything. I was kind of expecting the story of them, like, stopping into a brothel. Not a lot of sex. There was in the movie, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's Hollywood, baby. Sex sells. I don't know if they were doing that a lot in their lives. I mean. Yeah, I don't know if they had the time. Stress. You got to imagine if you're paranoid, you can't get it up. If you're like, you're you're with Zarelda, who who I've used now to describe the wife and the mom. It's only one yeah. of them. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> no, it's both. No way, really? Yeah, they're both named Zarelda. No Zorelda. fucking way. Yeah, no, the cousin's name was Zarelda, wow. named after Jesse's mom. And um, Jesse was like, hey, let's stick with what's working here. I thought um, I was missing I don't a name. Remember. Nope, it's Too Zorelda. many Zareldas. He came out of a Zarelda and he went into one. <laughs> Too many cooks. If you have all this paranoia, if you're like watching over your back 100% of the time, you're not going to be able to focus on the lady in front of you. I don't know. It seems like you'd be distracted. What is it, honey? What's what's on your mind? You don't seem to be t- too excited tonight. Well, it's just a, there's a bounty on my head. So. I've been on your head for 20 I'm, minutes. You're not even hard. I'm just saying, Zarelda, the whole country is after killing me. So what? I'm here doing this and you're thinking of Robert Ford. Is that it? You always got a Ford on your mind. <laughs> you're also Zarelda. We're teaming up. I'm, I'm the cousin. You're the mom. We're both Zarelda. Come on. Come on, Jesse. Get it up. <laughs> Get it up, Jesse. Stop thinking of that damn pinker. You can rob a bank, but you can't rob this cooch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so fun, dude. Alan, Alan privately funded his like trip to go fuck to go bomb Jesse's mom. Well, like he took from taxpayers. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he took from his own salary. I think that's yeah. He he was like a personal vendetta of. I mean, it's not a great Yelp review if your detectives are all coming back dead from this border ruffian outlaw. Yeah, I think uh, especially because his uh, his motto. He was the first company to have the motto: uh, "We never sleep." But you always die, don't what you? What a high expectation to set as a company. A good slogan is like, in the pursuit of excellence. It's like, oh, we get it. It's a journey. We never yeah. sleep. Come anytime. Come to my office. Come any- knock on my door. Shake me awake. I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I was just waiting for you. <laughs> I was just pondering about how I don't sleep a lot. Yeah. So I don't think that's the best slogan. I mean, nothing. Uh, I wonder how Pinkerton lived out the rest of his days. I'm sure he had a chip on his shoulder forever. Pinkerton, also, to your credit, with everyone's on the way to assassinate Lincoln, Pinkerton had foiled an assassination attempt on Lincoln, and Lincoln ended up being assassinated. So you got to imagine, if we know of three separate instances, there's got to be dozens. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were kind of on. It was probably the big thing to do. You go to the fair, maybe assassinate Lincoln after? What are you guys doing after this? You want to ride up and uh, catch a train up to D.C., maybe kill the president? (laughs) So let me ask you this. Who would you prefer to be? Frank. Me too. Jesse has a stressed life, and Frank also had a stressed life, but then he got to live like 30 years more. 
Yeah, he got to live so much longer. He had to. He got to do all the things that Jesse was doing, but he didn't have the bad taste of you know. He didn't see how fame could be good and bad. He he got to live the whole life, and he didn't get to get shot in the head. Yeah. Or you could argue that Jesse, because I don't think I'm like Jesse. I don't think I'm a guy who's ready to drum up a robber. No, Jesse's too I mean, conflict prone. I, yeah. See, I think the older I get, the more I'd like to take it easy. Take a page out of Frank's. Sell book. some shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Punch a couple of tickets. <laughs> Come see some fat chicks. I chewed some blue chew. I got a boner. You will too. Uh, yeah, I think it's unanimous. I would rather be the Jayhawk. I mean, the, uh, the round J- ruffer. I'd rather be Frank. Jay Edgar Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk to Frank. I want to see, because in the movie, he's portrayed as very old and exhausted. Maybe that's why they cast a 20-year-old, uh, 20... It's so strange. 20 years older than Brad Pitt guy, because that's that's how much... That's how aged Frank should have been. That's how he felt. <laughs> I was 20 years older at that point you got to imagine a bank robbery stressful enough try a reluctant bank robbery yeah he's just like the whole time like he's whispering to the cashier hey look i don't want to be doing this i'm theater, really man. sorry about all this look this wasn't my, my brother it's just, uh, he's kind of a diva you just could you just tell me the combination jesse this jesse that tell me the fucking combination <laughs> then he gets into it yeah. <laughs> sorry, it just takes me a little bit. I'm in, Jesse. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Sorry, man. I got to kill you. <laughs> sorry. I think that's it. Let's cut it, baby. Uh, hey, Frank James, you've been brought into the light. <laughs> I'm bringing it. I'm, you've I'm been, doing it. You've been under shit. Nope. You've been. What is it's the, brought into brought the light. The light is the term. We've talked about this, Charles. We've had several discussions. <laughs> sorry, I was concussed. That's oh, fine. Uh, that was in the Lothar episode, I think. We. we they were overshadowed, and so now that we have discussed them, they are brought into the light. <laughs> Finally, somebody who needs it. Yeah, I love you, Mom. I'm so glad you have two arms. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that would kind of spice up my mom's life a little bit. You think that would give her something to talk about? <laughs> yeah, she needs something. She keeps trying to sell our family Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps giving tours of our home. <laughs> but no one's ever robbed a bank or done anything interesting. So <laughs> notable. No one really knows. Alright, man. Um, well all right, let's, let's cut, cut it. it. That was episode whatever. Of overshadowed. Baby.
by day we never notice we're waiting for our world to change acting on all that you told us expecting things to stay the same can't breathe all you want to feel is misery everything i believe taken from me you're all i need and we both know that all our dreams are underneath below our feet but now i can't